Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Internet Marketing Unleashed Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Patton, Dean of Blogonomics and Podology. Happy to have you joining us once more. Very, very excited. We've got uh, Mike Rotkin of SEO Champion with us again. And uh, we've got some really interesting, meaty, controversial news. Because as you know, one of the things that you want to do is be a little controversial. So, Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. How are you, Scott? I'm doing excellent. So, uh, I understand you're moving to Vegas. Yeah, yeah, I'm moving back to Vegas. Uh, I grew up in L.A. and I went to college in Vegas. And I got a lot of Internet contacts in Vegas. And uh, with the housing market being down 60 70% down there, I figured I'd uh, capitalize on it after all of my hard work with the <laughs> SEO clients making them money. Good for you. Know? you. Good for you. That's awesome. Thank well, you. Uh, Thanks. I know I'll be down to visit you real soon once you're settled in. <laughs> you got it. Sounds yeah, good. I don't have any screen. slot machines in my house. But. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So... Um, I, there was a little uh, piece of news that we were talking about before we went on the air that I thought was uh, extremely interesting and it could have a huge, huge impact in the world of blogging. And, of course, anyone that's followed myself or yourself for any uh, length of time knows how big we are on the power of blogging uh, and to get traffic, to get SEO rankings, to do all those sort of good things. And one of the... One of the cool things about bloggers, uh, they really, when you look at it from a historical uh, perspective, they really did put the newspapers to shame. Newspapers were, you know, going along merrily their own way. They would put up kind of this sort of website that, you know, would have their banner across the top and maybe throw a little bit of news on it. Uh, they didn't really pay that much attention to the Internet, in my opinion. And then things like the, uh, the massive tidal wave that hit Southeast Asia or other breaking news, they ended up being scooped by people that were there. And I know in, in that particular case, the, the newspapers were reporting, oh, it was just a little wave, or oh, it was this, or oh, it was that. And everyone else was saying, what are you guys talking about? You're just making this up, because here's Joe. He's showing me pictures of you know the beach where the Tasami hit, and uh, he's talking about this, and he's talking about that, and everything else. And of course, the newspapers just had huge, huge uh, egg on their face because of it. But the other thing that occurred when that happened, when those sorts of things happened, that wasn't the first time that happened and wasn't the last time it happened, uh, is that the uh, courts started looking at bloggers as journalists. And basically, if you had a blog and you were reporting on uh, your field, your interest, uh, you know, whatever that may have been, um, they basically looked at you as a journalist. And, of course, journalists have uh, rights that the average guy walking down the street doesn't have uh, in terms of protecting their sources and all the rest of it. And uh, I think you know some people in government and certainly the newspapers didn't like the idea that some guy could be... Uh, you know, going in and walking down the street, see something happen, blog about it, and be considered a newspaper writer, right? And uh, there's yeah. a lot of controversy about that because one of the things about the internet is, you know, it is it does level the playing field. And uh, but you know, if you're a journalist, you feel like I went to four years of college and I did this and I apprenticed and I have you know these rules that I follow and everything else. And now here's some guy, you know, and he's you know talking about the same thing I am and 
and uh, and he hasn't had to go through all of that. And I can you know I can kind of see both sides of it. On the other hand, uh, if somebody practices and works at it and learns it, uh, I don't think that it's 100% necessary that they had to have gone to some building for four years listening to some boring guy talk about stuff. When uh, there's so much other you know so many other ways that people can learn, right? So, but anyway, yeah. what's happening in the, in Congress regarding blogging, Michael? Uh, well, well, Congress right now and, uh, you know, the legality of the situation uh, within Congress, well, there's a lot happening in Congress over here in the United States in general, but um, what they're trying to do as far as bloggers and not the stimulus plan is uh, they're trying to give a little more credit, you know, like you, you mentioned, to the journalists and not the average bloggers. But you know what's happening? You know what the funny part about this whole thing is what a lot of probably the users out there are thinking why can Google make money off everybody's trademarks and it's not okay for bloggers like me and you or podcasters like me and you to talk about other businesses and why can't we make money off the ads? So there's no internet law and it's kind of uh, just run of just just run a network. But they're trying to pass, you know, what it is is they're just trying to say, you know, they caused a lot of actually controversy because See, a lot of people in college these days and teenagers, and, you know, I still do my studies every single week. I have, uh, you know, associates that I work with that go to various colleges around me, and, you know, we write up a few different questions. We hand out some shirts, um, you know, whatever it may be, game fly, free rentals, whatever. But, you know, I, I get the demographics from, uh, you know, from the college students, and they blog their ideas. If they don't like a teacher, they will, they'll talk about it. And you know what? That's the real life, and I did read something on um, on Google the other day. Uh, you know, I got to just start writing it down what the source is, but you know, but trust me that the source did say that. Yeah, actually, you know, it was Google News. Just look under Google News. It said how Google, like I, I used to do a celebrity management reputation for a big celebrity artist, and he was slandered a little bit. But Google said they will not remove anything about somebody as it's part of history. So what does that tell us? That tells us that the journalists are part of history, the bloggers are part of history, and sometimes the bloggers, the one that, let's say, captured, uh, you know, the, the Chris Brown that beat up Rihanna, the two R&B artists out here, the person that actually captured that, if they put that on their blog first, now they're considered one of the top journalists because they got the leading story and then they sold it to DMZ for probably at least 100000 150000 That's what those types of papers go for. So... So they're trying to kind of stop that to pull to start doing some of the rules for the internet law. There's no internet law. It's kind of run a game except for can spam and you know a couple obvious things and defamation of character is real simple. Um, for people out there, be very careful because emails are legal. I file all my emails and you can actually lure people in. It's amazing um, what major CEOs will fall for on email. It's pretty funny. But, um, um, yeah, that's that's just what they're doing. And it's going to be interesting because when it comes to, you know, um, the Congress voting on if they're journalists, what stipulations do they put in? And the fact is, is just like you said, Scott, um, the New York Times and, and all the rest of them, they're losing traffic to bloggers. You know, you've said that before. Um, the owner of uh, Blogger and Podcaster Magazine identified that too as well. And, and, and actually all the uh, major newswires online identified that a lot more traffic is being spent for online ads versus uh, actual, you know, black and white ads. Right, right. Well, and I was, since you had mentioned the news, I just went to Google News uh, 
just as you were talking, and the number one thing when you put in blogging today, as we're doing this, is social networking and blogging are more popular than email. So you can see mm. that this is people really, really want to get information, and bloggers are where it's kind of the most up to date. And I think that if you start, uh, you know, handcuffing the uh, the bloggers and putting in rules, and of course that's, you know, isn't that what happens all the time? Like when the car first came out, there were the, you know, a few roads, and you, did you have to get a license? Did you have to get this? Did you, no, right? You know, yeah. the Model T came out and that sort of stuff. And then after a while, it was like there's so many people doing it, we needed to regulate it. So now you've got, you know millions and millions of laws having to do with cars and driving and everything else but and I think you should have standards but on the other side of it is uh, you know this is all about free speech and your you know the ability to it, it's not about slandering somebody right but it's about being able to say yes. this is my opinion or I saw this and um, and being able to get that information out and I think that uh, the the more we're able to have uh, quick, easy, free access to information and the exchange of ideas, the better off we are because isn't that what you know democracy is all about? Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I just want to say this one quote because I'm, I'm on WebPro News right now, and this quote was by the public citizen attorney, Paul Allen Levy. Um, and he said, and I found this really interesting while you were mentioning that, one of our country's founding values is that the person standing on the soapbox in town square has the same freedom of speech that have at the New York Times or the Toledo Blade, for that matter. So, you know, kind of what he was saying is, is I mean, you know, when, when, when the United States and Canada and, uh, you know, Canada or the United States, whatever comes first, you know, or any other place was founded, everybody set up shop. Well, shut up shop, you know, which is what made their stakes. This is my land. I'm going to be the printing press. And now we have millions of printing presses worldwide, and that's why the decline of land, you know, printing presses, which is very unfortunate, is going to come to a halt big time. You know, this, this stock market um, in the United States is going to go down a lot more, and you're going to see some very interesting things yeah. happen. But it, it's going to, you know, it, it gives a good advantage because Google did put that out back in uh, uh, November of 2008, and they said they are creating equality for all. And I know I've said it before, and that's what it really means. They're not going to give you more credit. Um, they're not going to give the New York Times more credit because they have a high page rank value, and they have strong links from their affiliates, what automatically gives them high credit. They're going to give somebody that's blogging and writing natural content, and they're going to give them the credit as long as they stick to it like a 9-to-5 job. You will beat out a corporation if you do keep it as a nine to five job and you keep focusing, you do your research. Yeah. And that comes from the SEL, you know? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So uh, just to uh, get everyone kind of up to date what's going on, the U.S. House of Representatives has uh, been looking at the definition of a journalist, which is going to be in the Free Flow of Information Act. So this is a law that shields journalists from having to reveal their sources. So... Uh, you know, if, you've, if you're a blogger and uh, you're talking to somebody in your local mayor's office and they tell you that uh, blah, 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 whatever it is, right, and uh, you think this is a terrible thing, it's being done behind closed doors and, uh, and it, everybody should know about it and you blog about it, 
the that uh, municipality could take you to court and uh, and want to know you know who was it that uh, that gave you that information and of course if you're a journalist you can say you know I'm uh, you know I'm not uh, I'm not going to do I'm not going to give you that information and you're protected and but if you're a blogger there's some concern that you might not and of course there's there are this is because it's actually happened a blogger did find out something about something and uh, what the issue is is not really important and uh, and it's been taken to court and of course he's he's invoking this protection and uh, and of course that's why this whole thing has come up yeah, yeah. And going off that is try not to cause controversy in your first couple of weeks of the blog being open so you don't get shut down. Yeah. <laughs> you know? At least at least wait a couple of years. But yeah, that was a very good point, Scott. I mean it's it it, it it could be interesting. Just you know, as long as no one out there really just attacks somebody hard and now here keep this in mind too because I've gotten a few of these and and I'm not one that's that's kind of a let's say a hard ass, and I'll say it on 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 record. Oh, I'm not going to remove your post. I'll remove your post if you don't like a post that I pub about you. That's no problem. So you know, any website owners that do get comments from WordPress blogs, and you know, and, and you feel that you know that that somebody either wants to post on there or you're trying to make friends, you know, these are your dedicated users. Keep that in mind. And if they don't like maybe a video you put up of them. Don't 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 give them a hard time because you're just barking up the wrong tree because there is millions on top of billions of videos and podcasts to apply or talk about you know on air so you know definitely keep that in mind too as it's a very good point. Well, that's right. You, you don't need to be one of the things. Oh, you just actually brought up another one of my pet peeves, and seeing as how I'm the uh, the host, <laughs> we can go off on a slight yes. tangent. And it is amazing to me how when people how people hide behind their screens, right? They'll flame and yeah. they'll do this and they'll do that. And you meet them in person, and like they would never look you in the eye and say the same thing <laughs> that they would put on their on the forum or or on comments, right? And uh-huh. I think we really need to start saying, you know what? Uh, when you write something, uh, it's just the same as talking to somebody, and we just need to get that through our thick skulls. And if you're going to say something nasty about somebody that you wouldn't say to their face when they're standing right there, then uh-huh. don't say it, you know. Get yeah, you know, uh-huh. That's oh, you know you know what I, I, ha- I had to mention because this is true, and these are like five CEOs. I have Gmail, and... I'm sure they're going to probably change their message after, but I'll put them on blast because it goes off of what you said. Each one of them will have different quotes of the day. Like one guy says, boats and hose and boats and hose, and then the next day he says, I'm going to um, destroy on all, you know, on all aspects of the Internet. And he can because I'm not going to mention his name, but he is one of the top SEO experts, has his own book. These are reputable guys, and it's like, you know, here's the thing about going off that is like, see, my generation, I think my generation maybe has some tolerance as part of the youngest generation because I told them, you know, I said, come on, just like you you brought up that and when this guy calls me a mythical creature to, you know, bring up his blog, you know, he doesn't know. Somebody could trip him walking in the street and it couldn't be me, you know. And, I mean, that's just the world where I come from. But the problem is these teenagers that are growing up, that there's a lot of gang members in L.A., there's a lot of gangs in the United States. Right now, there's major drug cartels in Mexico. If you make the wrong people mad, you know, 
and you want to, that's the thing is I've always kept that in mind, and the teenagers these days are not going to do that because they're aware, but it's the guys that I'm talking about that are owners of SEO firms that have control of a few other industries, and they deliberately try to upset you because take my word if you guys are listening that you will find, you know, people that are that are putting all their work in their industry, and if you're going to exchange links and try to drive them right out and then talk smack to them, you know, you better be prepared to leave the game. And I actually wrote that on Twitter. I said, um, because there was a gentleman, Lauren Baker, the CEO of Search Engine Journal. Um, what happened was he was felt threatened by me, so he was calling all mommy and, and father bloggers, which was real interesting by me. He had a new project. And I said, hey, Lauren, that's no problem. I don't care. I welcome anybody to do the right thing and try to take keywords from me, try to reposition themselves, hire me. I don't care. I got so many I manage. But the fact, you know, the fact is when he has three of those separate bots that we talked about last time, his Twitter's following all three of my accounts. He did his research, you know, and then the guy writes certain emails and this and that. It's just, you know, those type of people think they're indestructible. And I agree with you when you meet him, you need him. You know, me personally, I'm six foot four. I've been working out since 16. I played college basketball. My friends are actually in the NBA. When I usually walk around, I'm with guys that are six, 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 seven. You know, the guy I was talking about called me a mythical creature. He needs to lose 200 pounds. And that's what I did to upset him. I Twittered out. I said, good luck losing 200 pounds for your New Year's resolution. I used to be fat, but you know what? That guy, in my opinion, deserved it for calling me a mythical creature. So the thing is, is that's the extent of what I'll do. But just going off of what you said, these younger generations have no tolerance because they have a lot of uh, envy against a lot of older big owners that just talk, talk, talk. You don't, you know, hide behind the screen, but do the right thing and don't talk smack behind the right screen. And I did want to mention that too. Yeah, cool. And I think that's a really, really good point. Um, so I also now when you were talking too, you know, um, I, I worked for. 20 years for a major uh, grocery chain, and uh, probably most people in the United States and Canada would know the name if I said it, and we used to have this saying, you know, be be good to the people on the way up because you'll be meeting them on the way down, right? And, yes, uh, and there's another uh, article out today, which, you know, if you think you've had a bad day, folks, <laughs> there are over 300 fewer billionaires in the world this year. And one of them is uh, Facebook's uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, he his net worth plummeted by 600 million uh, due to wow. Facebook's inability to make money. You know, but don't feel sorry for him. He's only he's 24 years old, and he figures out he, they figure he'll make about 900 million dollars these days. But the billionaire club dropped 1.4 trillion dollars. Wow! And, yeah, it went from a, about a, uh, 1,125 people down to 793, and none of them are in the poorhouse. But you know, Bill Gates—they say he lost about 20 billion dollars last year. Warren Buffett, 25 billion dollars. So uh, you know, uh, Larry Page, uh, you know, and Google's uh, Sergey Brin—they're mm-hmm. both uh, sitting pretty because uh, they're 26th on the on the list. When they're worth about twelve billion dollars, but uh, so uh, it's just it's just amazing how you know like things can change in in just a couple of years, eh? Yeah, yeah, that that is amazing. 
And you know what's the interesting part? I did the research. A lot of these, I mean, unfortunately, you know, my father's in the stock market too, but the people that are heavily in the stock market are all the wealthy people. And that's one thing, like I have a stocks blog. Why don't, you, why don't they pull out? I mean, because what's going to happen is eventually they're all going to, and that's when that market's going to 4000 and it's 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 just unbelievable. Yeah. Some people can be a penny wise and dollar foolish. Yeah. Well, and when there's a definite trend, you want to, you know, you don't buck the trend. And when the trend is going down, you have to decide what sort of loss you want, and then get yeah. out and get back. And short in. the stock. Short the stock. <laughs> That's right. You can make money going down. Uh, yeah, anyway, that's a conversation for another another day because I've got yep. a whole bunch of opinions on the stock market and the, and uh, and uh, the forex and the commodities and everything else. Yeah, uh, I write for FamilyStocks.com. Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tied it's tied to a major uh, stock uh, thing. I I own that for about seven years and I just rebuilt it. And sometimes I write certain articles, but oh yeah, that's one thing I'm big about is is just. I've been. I was talking about shorting the stock since ten thousand. My friend didn't believe me at all. I told him it's going to go to six, and now I think it's going to go to four. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. You know, it's unfortunate, but but hey, you know, we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll see well, all the. You know, the, you know, the I, good thing is a lot of these. Uh, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, you know, where I live, uh, houses that are uh, small three-bedroom bungalows sell for half a million dollars, and to me, that's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it's, yep. you know, it, yeah. it wouldn't cost you more than $50,000 to build the thing. It's because the, house, the land, <laughs> that little postage stamp of land is selling for, you know, $450,000. And uh, I think what wow. we've seen is we've seen just a, an inflated bubble where, and greed, right? Where everyone's thinking, oh, you know, everything's going to go up and I'm going to be able to make lots of money. And, and if you're where I am and you sell that house for half a million dollars, what are you going to buy here for half a million dollars? Another small three-bedroom bungalow that uh, is on a small piece of property. That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. It's not. It's it's a fake wealth. Is my my point, right? Yeah, uh, you're right. And you're I, right. And I think that when you what we had with the stocks was a fake wealth. If there's all this money and and people, you know, what do you do with it? Oh, we'll put it in stocks. They'll go up. And and of course, when everyone's putting money in stocks, they do go up because it's a basic economics, supply and demand. And when you turn off yeah. the money, which is kind of what's happened, it starts reverting back to where it should be. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, and I think of, you know, why was a house in the 40s or 50s worth $10,000 and that same house is worth half a million now? Well, that's the, yeah. that's the, the buying power of your dollar. That's not because the house is worth any more. And it's yeah. it's a real and and it's so if you if you have taken advantage of that increase right because your salary is increased and everything else is increased by pulling that money out and spending it then when it reverses and it starts going back to being a ten thousand dollar house you've got to pay the piper and uh, and I just yeah. think I just think our system has been uh, manipulated in in a very poor, you know, not a, a good way for the average person, which is the part that makes me mad, right? It's, I could care less. Yeah. That, you know, if Bill Gates loses $20 billion, like, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry for you, Bill, but really, you know, you've got a couple billion dollars to still, you know, pay for your, your lunch, right? Yeah, but, you can go the, buy a block and hang out. <laughs> yeah, but the, you know, the lady that works at Walmart and has, yeah. you know, lived in her own home for 30 years and is thinking, oh, I'm going to have this nice 
uh, retirement because I'll, and you know, not I'm not talking about a luxurious retirement either, but it's a nice one. And then she's all of a sudden she's worth you know a quarter of what she's worth. I just think that's so criminal. So anyway, that's yeah. my soap market on that. Before we go, because we're getting okay. close to the end of our time, I just wanted to talk about another headline that hit the news, which was that Facebook is proving to be an important driver of traffic. And, uh, in fact, can be better than Google in some cases. And this was an article by Doug uh, Caverly, again, at Web Pro News. You kind of got me wandering around there. And uh, small business owners... Source. Yeah, small business owners who haven't embraced Facebook might want to rethink their marketing strategies. It turns out Facebook isn't only the king of social networks. Statistics indicate that the thing that started as a gathering place for college kids can send more traffic to a site than Google itself. So Yes, it, and I- I have used Facebook for actually since it started. Yeah, it's a great, uh, a great, uh, a great source. I'm actually, it's really amazing to me because I've got I don't know a few hundred friends there, and uh, uh-huh. I find that my uh, relationships get better. We're talking back and forth, uh, and uh, you know, it's it's fun and businesses it's come from it. Yeah. So I think you, you want know, me to go into about two minutes of how the uh, the advertising side works. Because sure. I've been using it since it started, and what they've changed, I can go into it real quick. Sure. And then we can elaborate more. So pretty much, here's the here's the upside to Facebook and the downside, from my opinion. And I'll tell you the reason why I stopped for now, and I'll consider um, relooking at it, especially after you just mentioned it. Um, when you get into Facebook, Facebook makes you create an ad. Your ad has to be very specific, like MySpace. They're very picky. And Facebook, I've went on record numerous times for being so picky. That's why they lost $10 billion. You know, when people are throwing money at you and there might be two capital letters in an ad, it's not right for Facebook to deny. So hopefully that's changed. As long as they're approving ads, great. Make an ad. And here's the biggest thing about how to make money on Facebook is find an ad that really nobody's targeting. Look at ads on Facebook, by the way, and see what other people are doing. That's what people don't think of doing usually. So you want to, let's say, let's just say, uh, um, I'm going to just say Gamefly because I know it's very competitive. Well, usually Gamefly is rental video games. So video games and computer games, you know, Scott, I'm sure your son plays them. But, um, you know, you yes. have demographics of about uh, age 50. Well, you have to have a credit card or parental consent. So let's say maybe 16 years old to maybe 28, 30 years old. And let's say majority is males. So you can target 18 to 30 males, and then you can have the ones in college out of college or didn't graduate or 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 in high school. We know in high school they probably don't have a credit card, so you can get that exact. But here's the problem, though. The problem is Facebook, and I don't know now. Maybe they've changed it, but they had a minimum bid of I believe a quarter. Now they would not approve ads unless you put your ads at between forty to fifty cents. Now here's the problem: the traffic does go extremely fast. I, um, I I went full board and I got literally uh, about 300,000 impressions in 10 minutes. Wow. And, um, and and yeah, and I and I got hit at 51 cents a click, and I made I made either maybe let's say two sales off that test, and they paid about 15 each, so that's 30, and I spent about 60. So the thing is, be prepared if you go on Facebook. Hopefully, bid bid the least amount. And let me tell you something: the reason why Mark Zuckerberg lost money is because Whoever was the smart person over there and decided to not accept ads, which is free money coming into Facebook, 
lost him $10 billion. Right. So right. hopefully they have somebody there that is going to accept ads like Google starting at a penny, at least get them accepted, get the people excited, you know, that can't afford it, that want to get in, that know there's a time because we have companies on the stock market in the United States like Match.com that can't afford advertising. You know, they can't afford those those things. So they drop off their slots. So that's just my big warning is 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 do a test run on MySpace and your test run only needs to be five to seven hundred dollars and you're good. There ain't no triple test, there ain't no quadruple test. Um, go off of what other people have learned if you know them, because I do know quite a, well, a handful of people. But do that test and, and start your bids low. Start them high to get in, and then as soon as they approve you, then pause it and revise it. That's what I do. Right. That's good advice. That's really good advice. Yep. And so that's one Thanks. way of using the advertising tools that are at Facebook, which I think we should probably get into in a little more depth because, uh, you know, I was just thinking, yeah, I see those ads, but I haven't really, never really thought about them for, uh, you know, for using them myself. But they can be incredibly targeted because, of course, Facebook knows if you're male or female, if you're 20 or 50, uh, you know, where you live, all those sorts of things. Yeah. So What movies you like. What movies you like and all, yeah, all that, what books you like, all that sort of stuff, what business you're in. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really uh, that could be a real key to uh, to to definitely. We're going to go into that a lot more because you know what I'll tell you what Scott I'll I'll go and run a couple of major test runs and um, and and we'll talk about it. It'll be interesting. We'll we'll get some stats and I'll be able to get how many impressions because I know one I had up to seven hundred eighty six thousand impressions in forty minutes. You can get a ton Holy of traffic. Smokes. You can get killed. Off, yeah. the, off, off the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, it's a double-edged sword, right? You can get a ton of traffic, and you can also be broke. <laughs> yep, you can be guillotined back in the 1600s. <laughs> That's right. No. And of course, if you're I'm not using stuff. Facebook, just uh, it's you know having your own site. You, you can have uh, groups and all the rest of it. There's a lot of things you can do that, aside from advertising on Facebook that can get you a lot of traffic. I know. Uh, there was a, a bill going through Parliament up here in Canada that a lot of people were against, and they did this group on Facebook against it. And uh, the guy showed it to me on one day, and there was, I think, uh, 24,000 members. And two days later, he emailed me and said, take a look now, Scott. And I went, and there was 47,000 members, like in two days. So, wow. Yeah, so huge, wow. huge viral uh, marketing potentials there if, you're, if you hit it the right way. So, Mike, wow. I know that you've got to run, and uh, I don't want to stop you from uh, from your uh, from your trip. And uh, yes, to I UCLA, it's like hockey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, appreciate you taking the time out of your day to uh, share all this great information with uh, myself and our listeners. And everybody, uh, thank you very much for joining us. If you've got any questions, you could head over to uh, .com, leave some com or comments, leave some comments, some questions. We'll deal with them in future uh, podcast episodes because uh, we're going to have Mike back again next week. And uh, Mike, if somebody wanted to find out more about SEO and what you do, where could they go? Uh, they can go to seochampion.com forward slash SEO blog or seochampion.com has a... Uh, a blog tab on the right-hand banner on the right side. Awesome. And there's lots of yep. good information. And it's all free advice. I don't gouge anybody. <laughs> never have, never will. <laughs> there you go. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. You've been listening to the Internet Marketing Unleashed. I'm Scott Patton, the Dean of Blogonomics and Technology, and we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>